0: Hallelujah. So tonight I'm going to talk about sons, but I'm going to give one or two keys of how to operate in sonship. Say to your neighbor how to operate in sonship. I'm going to give, I think, two keys out of the life of Elijah. And these two things we're going to get because I don't want to give a lot. Everyone, when you go home, you don't know which one you must apply. Hallelujah! So let's go to the book of First Kings, uh, chapter number. One. Uh, let me no Second Kings, chapter number one, verse one to fifteen. Second Kings, chapter number one, verse one to fifteen. Amen. So tonight I'm going to just teach a bit, and then we see Second Kings, chapter number one. Let's go to Second Kings, one one to fifteen. I say after the death of Ahab, Ahab, all of you know who Ahab is. Eh? Who is? Who was Ahab? Ah! Ahab <laughs> was king of Israel. And a famous, his famous wife, Jezebel, that everybody knows without knowing their husband. <laughs> Many will know about Jezebel, but don't know about Ahab. And they don't know that there can't be a Jezebel without Ahab. <laughs> Hallelujah. After the death of Ahab, I, I don't want to go into that. Okay. After the death of Ahab, Moab rebelled against Israel. Let's go quickly. And now, as I uh, fell through the letters in his upper chamber in Samaria, and lay sick. So he sent messenger telling them, go inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, where I shall recover from this sickness. Yes? Uh, but the angel of the Lord said to Elijah, the Tishbet, arise, go up to meet the messenger of the king of Samaria, and say to them, is it because there's no god in Israel? that you are going to inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Econ. Now therefore, thus says the Lord, you shall not come down from the bed to which you have gone up, but you shall surely die. So Elisha went. the messenger returned to the king and said to them, why have you returned? (laughs) And they said to him, there came a man to meet us and said to us, Go back to the king who sent you and say to him, That says the Lord, is it because there is no God in Israel that you are sending to inquire of Beelzebub? These are good messengers, they repeated everything. because <laughs> God of Hebrews, therefore, you shall not come down from the bed to which you have gone up, but you shall surely die. Wow. And he said to them, what kind of man was he who came to meet you and told you this thing? He had a suspicion. And they said, they answered him, he wore a garment of hair with a belt of leather about his waist. And he said, Ah! It's a large habit. Hallelujah. <laughs> then the king sent to him the captain of 50 men with his 50. He went up. Uh, to Elijah, who was sitting on the top of a hill, and said to him, O man of God, the king says, Come down. Verse 10. But Elijah answered, the Capital 50, If I am a man of God, let fire come down uh, from heaven and consume you and your 50. Then fire came down from heaven and consumed, them, consumed him and his 50. Quickly. Again, the king said to him, Another. Again, the king sent to him another captain of 50 men with his 50. And he answered and said to him, O oh, man of God, this is the king's order, come down quickly. And Elijah answered and said, If I am a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume you and your 50. Then the fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and his 50. Uh, again, the king, yo, he does not get tired. Again, the king <laughs> sent uh, the captain of a uh, a third 50 with his 50, and, if, and the third captain of 50 went up and came and fell on his knees before Elijah. And he entreated him, O man of God, please, <laughs> let my life and the life of his 50 servant of yours be precious in your sight. Behold, fire came the whole fire came down from heaven and consumed the two former captains of 50 men with a 50. But now let my life be precious in your sights. Hallelujah. Then the angel of the Lord said to Elijah, Go down with him and not be afraid of him. So he rose and went down with him to the king. Now, you know, in the Old Testament, we need to understand that in the Old Testament, people were servants of God. Amen. Now, if you read the if you read the genealogy of Jesus, I think in the book of Luke, you realize that Luke call Adam a son of God. Amen. So, 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 so there are many instances in the Old Testament where people were, where where the word sons were used. But it was used with this understanding. The sons in the Old Testament were what we call the created being of God. So that's why you see they say that, uh, that, that when the sons of God came together in the book of Job and Satan came among them. Amen. And then if you read the book of Genesis, chapter number, I think, uh, 6, the Bible says that the sons of God saw that the women, were, the daughter of men, were beautiful, and they came and uh, have uh, intimacy with them, and they gave birth to the giants. Hallelujah. Uh, and, and like I said, Adam was called a son of God. So, so in the Old Testament, you realize that the way they're called sons is not the way we are called sons. It's different. Amen? Now, in the Old Testament, we had servants. Amen? and people that that served God in a different way. But the spirit of sonship was already ruling. Although they were not sons by birth, but the spirit of sonship was already ruling. We talk about the spirit of sonship. Say the spirit of sonship. Now you need to understand that, that, that the spirit of sonship is the spirit of Christ. So already in the Old Testament, the spirit, what we call the Holy Spirit, was active. And, and, and Paul later told us that the Holy Ghost was called also the Spirit of Christ or the Spirit of Sonship. Amen? So when Isaiah tells us in the book of Isaiah 11 that talking about the seven Spirit of God, he talks about uh, the Spirit of might, the Spirit of, of, of wisdom, the Spirit of counsel, the Spirit of the fear of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord. So those spirits that he talks about are also the Spirit of Sonship. Amen? And Elijah was... Influenced by the spirit of sonship. So Elijah functioned as a son even when he was not a son. Because of the spirit that was upon him. Can you hear what I'm saying? So Elijah was not a son. He was a servant but with a spirit of sonship. Amen. So when this story happened, Ahab has died. And, uh, and, 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 and and this king has come into power. And because of the interaction with Ahab and Elijah, Elijah was not loved. Because Elijah was a judgment to the kingdom. Understand well, Elijah was a judgment. Let me tell you something. I was talking to my father one time about something and he explained to me this. That you can be a judgment to people. Yes. You can be a rebuke of the Lord to them. It means that you don't even need to say anything. Your presence is a rebuke. So they don't like you because you are a rebuke to them and to their ways. Not because you have done anything wrong. But you have a judgment. You have a judgment. You have a line, the drawing board. You have a line. You have a sword. You have a light. So when you come into a place, they did fight you without you knowing why they are fighting you. Because you are, you are a rebuke from heaven to them. So Elijah was a rebuke to them. Not because Elijah hates them. But his ways are not their ways. The problem I'm having is that children of God are still children. Yes, we are still children. You must get my book. Yes. The one that is coming out. Bible says that in the book of Galatians chapter number four, that as long as the child child is not different from a slave or who is the heir, so, 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 so it's not because you are a son of God that you walk in your inheritance. There's a level of maturity that is required for you to walk in your inheritance. Now, the level of maturity I'm talking about is not the length of your walk with God. No, it has nothing to do with that. It's what you know of the Lord and of yourself, that maturity. Amen? Follow me up. Now, Elijah was a rebuke to the kingdom. And the king knew that Elijah was a servant of God because he knew what Elijah did. This is not a secret. They knew how Elijah caught fire and consumed the altar. How he prayed and God brought fire on Mount Carmel. How he slew the prophet of Baal. They knew it, but when he was sick, because of the offense in his heart, He refused to ask for help from Elijah. You don't care. Some people refuse to ask you, not because you are not competent, they are offended. (laughs) They don't want to make you feel that you help them. So so that's why God said, Is there no God in Israel? Because you left the God of Israel and go to the God of Echam. You are inquiring when your God is more powerful than their God. Because you are offended at the ways of the Lord, you turn your back on the Lord and you do something else. And many people are offended with the ways of the Lord. And now they are doing their own thing. People are, you might be sitting here and maybe you are offended. And you decided, I'm full with this thing of God. You are inquiring from a lesser God. Is there no God in the church for you to go in the world and try to make fun or to have fun? Is there no fun in the church for you to go and have fun somewhere else? This is a place where you can have fun. So Elijah came and he sent them. He said, go tell him. Is, is, Is it because there is no God in Israel? That you go to inquire of the devil. And because you have done that, you will not come down from the bed you have climbed on. You will die. That's a judgment. And then when he said, but why did you return so quickly? It means he knew the distance. <laughs> and when he takes his watch, something is not right. This is a two days' walk. No, after four hours, you are back. Who, who, who? What happened? Said, we met a man. He said, How does it look like? Because he knew that there's no two people that can say this type of words. Except for I'm praying for the time the world will say, Who did that? Because we know except for Christians, no one else can behave the way these people behave. Who, who sent you back? They described the way Elijah was dressed. He said, That is Elijah. I'm praying that we may come to a place where the world will know us by our characteristics. What, what, what man works in your office? Oh, he must be a Christian. What woman? Oh, no, he's a Christian. Because this type of behavior only can be from Christians. Which man? We're writing an exam. And I was not even really walking, the way the Lord wanted me to work with him. And there was a corruption because we were writing maths and then the student could convince the teacher that we're going to give money, collect money and give it to him in the room. He was standing at the door because he have access and they say, we're going to give him money. And then he gives us the answers and the teacher agreed. And I say, I don't collect money. Yo, they wanted to beat me up in the class. Well, we're writing the trick. They say, what is, "Who is this guy?" I say, "I will not be part of it because I was in the room. They couldn't collect the money." The teacher says, "Well, if one says no, I cannot do it." Some fail because I said no. <laughs> what kind of man? This must be a Christian. I say, "This must be a Christian." I say, "This must be a Christian." <laughs> <laughs> this must be. a... You don't want to find yourself doing what they do. You go to buy with your friend wait, your mouth is full of foul words. And then you, when you think, you say, you know, me, I'm a Christian. Who told you? You don't need to say you are a Christian. People must recognize you are a Christian. It's not something we need me. I'm a Christian. Because I'm a Christian. No, we don't need to do that. When you behave, people must say, This is a Christian. Your behavior should tell who you are, not just what you say to the people. Say, who was that? When this guy said, This must be Elijah. And he sent people to Elijah. Now I'm coming to sonship. The first key. When they went to Elijah, they say, Men of God, the king say, come down. Then he said, If I. Be a man of God as you see it. Let fire come down. Hallelujah. It means the first key to work, to walk in sonship is to be secured in who you are. That's your first key. Secured in your identity as a child of God. Elijah said, if I be one, let fire come down. And because Elijah was this man of God, fire came down. Listen. Until you are secured in your identity, you cannot walk as a son. Because anything that comes your way takes you out of your comfort zone. Are you, are you secured in this that you are really a child of God? Is it is is in your heart, are you secured with that fact? Sons are secured. Hallelujah. Sons are secured. Sons are secured. I know in the life of everybody, there come a time—maybe not you—where you question if these parents are yours. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it happened to you. As a, as a child, you—you—you you, like we're like, am I adopted or are these people married? You, you understand? Because sometimes when they rebuke you, you feel like. Why are they rebuking me like this? I don't know if it happened to you. Yeah, you're too holy. You don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you're lying, you know. <laughs> you yes. Maybe you are a small family. We come from before, We are eight. So when eight people are there, you know you feel hey, my brother. <laughs> maybe you are guys are small families. But but sometimes a son can doubt his identity, and that will door that is open for the devil to take him out. Because whenever you doubt of who you are in Christ, you have opened the door for the devil to take you out. Remember that children that commit suicide, if you look at them well, they are doubting the love of their parents. Because when you are not secured in the love of the parents, you think you are there as a mistake. Amen? So, children that are secured in the love of a parent can do more than people that are not secured in the love of a parents. You know, when you come to a place where you are secure, Elijah said, let fire come down. Elijah did say, if fire does not come, a son that is secure does not work with if anymore. When there are if in your life, go back to the soundboard or drawing board. Go back. If there is an if, but if, 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 no, I refuse. A son does not pray for people. I don't know if they are going to get healed. No, then don't pray, please. Do me a favor. Walk. As a son, the moment you touch somebody, you know in your heart it's set off. That is one of the biggest key you need to understand. A son is secured in his identity and in the outcome. If your church wants to rise into sonship, you must be secured in the love of God. You must know that Father loves you, that you are a child of God. Your identity is secured. Amen. The devil came to Jesus in Matthew 4. He said, if you are a son of God, Jesus didn't answer him. He said to Jesus, if you are a son of God, tell this bread, this stone to become bread so that you can eat. You know what an insecure son will do? To show that that. he will try to change the stone into bread. Jesus says, men shall not live by bread alone because my security does not come from what I produce. It comes from what my father has told me. And before I come to see you, devil, in Matthew 3, go and read devil, it was said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So who are you to come to ask me to prove myself, to prove that I'm a son? Well, a chapter uh, 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 before, my father has already told me I'm a son. You know, when you try to prove yourself, you fall into mistakes. Uh, the spirit of sonship is not a, pro- a spirit of proving it's a spirit of being a son. Amen. You don't heal the sick to prove some anything. You heal the sick because it's part of your kingdom responsibility. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't do things to prove. Yes, you don't do things to prove that you are anointed. You do it because it's your kingdom responsibility. Elijah, Elijah said, if I be a man of God, You are confessing I'm a man of God. So if I be a man of God, this is what is going to happen. And fire came. Now, he killed two squads. And then the third one came. Oh, my God. When he came, he bowed. He said, my God, you, winner, please, let my life be precious. I'm praying to come to a place where the world will be on his knees, declaring that these guys are children of God. Yes, yes, it's possible for people to come to a place where they acknowledge who you are and they pay homage to the God that sent you. You need to understand that. They say, please let my life be precious. And the angel of the Lord said, now, Elijah, you can go down. Elijah was sitting there. He will not move until, yes, he must move. Now, the body of Christ, we are trying things. We try to pray for the sick to see if anything will happen. We try. You are not trying. You are a child of God. Security in identity. Say security in your identity. And tonight, I'm not talking about identity, but you can go and read about identity, who you are in Christ. You are secured in that. You know, Jesus was, six, was so secured in the identity that, that, that the father gave him. He was so secured that him and the father are one. That when it comes to doing things, he says, I'm doing it because of you. But as for me, I know my father hears me. Do we have that confidence and are we secured in our identity? Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Do you know that you cannot fail? Oh, you are not convinced. Do you know you can fail? My sister, do you know you can fail? Let me tell you about failure. If you write an exam that you don't pass, you didn't pass, you didn't fail, No, you didn't. According to men's standard, you failed, but not God. Because your life is not defined by exam. No, you are not defined by exam. You are not defined by exam, by what people say. No, your life is in God's hand, and God has your future secured in him. So the process may look like a failure. That's why the Bible says it's impossible for those who put their trust in God to be put to shame. Because what you will call shame is just a setup. Hallelujah. So it's impossible for a child of God to fail. No, men will say you will failed, but you know you didn't fail. World standard is different from God one. Do you know you can acquire all the money you want and God can call you a failure? You understand? Because you didn't fulfill your kingdom mandate. But you know you might not have what people think what makes you successful. And then God calls you a success. Because you rent right through the destiny of God. And, and your destiny is not linked by what people say. Hallelujah. And, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I, 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 I'm not saying don't trust God to bless you. I'm saying don't Box yourself into the judgment of human being. And it's because people box themselves that they are miserable. Because your happiness depends on the variations of the judgment of people. Your your happiness is not found in the Lord. The Lord is not your joy. Your joy is found in something as which will pass. Secured in the Lord. I say, secured in the Lord. Amen. Do you know that Jesus loves you? No, no, I'm not talking about Jesus loves me. Yes, I know. No, I'm talking about in your hearts. Are you convinced that Jesus loves you? Amen. Come on. Are you convinced that God loves you? Amen. Sometimes we talk like we Jews, but if you love us, why are all these happening to us? You understand? In the Bible, we talk like that. Oh God, if you love us, why are all this happening to us? So they are judging the love of God with the happenings. And many people don't feel the love of God because they think the love of God is a feeling. The way people love you and they hug you, they kiss you, that's not the way God does. Many people want that. I want God to hold me. You can do that in your mind, God. (laughs) the love of God is revealed in Christ when you know the cost of salvation and you know what he paid for you you can be secured in his love he didn't pay the cheap price yes people say salvation is free it's not true salvation costs something but just that we paid for you does not mean it's free. That's right. If I give this Bible as a gift, as to Leon is free but not free, I paid something. And if he does not know the price I paid, he will not value the Bible. Do you know when Paul gives you a gift and you don't know the price, sometimes you will just... But if he can leave the price on... Uh, eh, eh, eh. Let's uh, say, ladies, somebody gives you a bag and it's not written on (laughs) it, something. (laughs) And then they give it to you and you feel, okay, that's nice. The colors are nice. And then you take it everywhere. And then somebody stops you and says, yo, this bag, where did you get it? No, somebody gave it to me. Do you know this? This is a bag that they can't put a name on it. It's so expensive, it's out of service. (laughs) Now you say, weddings. (laughs) Because (laughs) you you will not take it to places anymore. You will take it to special occasions. Why? Because you know the value of it. So, So when it's free, to you, it feels like it's not important. But to a buyer, it's important. So salvation is not free. It's a free gift, but it's not free. Because God is life. He bled. He was tortured by human beings. Humiliated by his own creation for you. And then you have a you have a God to come and say, I don't feel his love. What do you want to feel? There's nothing to feel. There is something to know. i take the example of a bag. Do you feel your bag? You don't feel it. You know it. You don't wake up in the morning, oh, my bag, I feel you. No, you don't do that. You know know the value of a bag. You treat it that way. We need to be awakened to the fatherhood of God to know what he paid for us to be sons, to value the deposit he has in us. And then we'll talk like one. Do you know what was paid for me to be here? Hey, hey, please, don't play. Don't play. You know, then you talk like that. When people, people bother you, say, hey, man, please, don't go there. You don't know what you are getting yourself into. I'm owned by the universe, by the owner of the universe. I'm the product of his life. I'm the apple of his eye. You. Elijah knew was secured. Second key is in the book of 2 Kings, chapter number 2, verse 8. Second King, 2nd Kings, chapter 2, verse 8. I hope I'm at the right scripture. Yes. Now when the Lord was about to take Elijah. Uh, up to heaven by the whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on the way from Gilgal. Okay, let's read everything. And Elijah said to Elisha, Please stay here, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives and yourself lives, I will not leave you. So they went down okay, to Bethel. Go to verse 8. Go to verse 8. Verse 8. Then Elijah took his cloak and rolled it up and struck. The water, and the water was parted uh, to the one side and the other, until the two men could go over on the ground. Now Elijah, Elijah, and Elisha have come to the Jordan, and Elijah was about to be taken to heaven, but but there is something you need to understand. Elijah could not be taken to heaven from that side of the Jordan; he has to go the other side. Amen. Because, oh my God, this, is, this isn't powerful. The Jordan, the name of Jordan means to descend. Amen? It means to go down. That's what Jordan means, to descend or to go down. So, you cannot be elevated until you conquer depression. Then check what I'm saying if you are not at the place where you are so confident in the Lord and you have overcome the mindset of connecting your life to situations and you are not free from the connection between situation and you, you cannot be elevated. Because if you are elevated, this thing will pull you down. And God loves you too much to let you fall like that. He will make sure you cross the Jordan. Not that you are not a child of God. Not that you can't heal the sick. But there are some things you can't experience. Because you are still battling with some stuff. And what you are battling with, don't say it's a human thing. No, it's an it's a, it's a ignorance thing. It's because you are Ignorant. So Elijah says, let's go to the other side. And you know what he did? He parted it. He conquered it. He mastered it. You want to manifest sonship, you need to get free from that up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. You will not manifest sonship. I must be honest with you. This, uh, this mindset of up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, you can't. Why? Because today you are happy, you are sad. Tomorrow, who are you? How, how do you want God to trust you to display him? Today you show his face, tomorrow you show a face that is of a devil. So, so you need, uh, you, oh my God, help me. You need to master your Jordan. You need to master your Jordan. And it does not mean that God, you are not a child, God does not love you, God will not bless you. I'm not talking about that. The reason why the church is where we are is that we don't understand the dimensions of a spirit. We, 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 have, we have lost touch with heaven in a way that that we don't know there are bigger things for us to do than what we are doing. We don't understand that that God has put in us something that will cause us by just being present in a place to change the whole reality in the place. We think Christianity is just to come to church and go home. We don't know we are assigned. We are on a mission. That, that our very presence should change the culture in a place. Ooh, I didn't say that. Jesus. Look at Jesus. The Bible says, and Jesus walked into the synagogue, and a man possessed by demons was shouting, because Jesus came to the place. Jesus was on the boat before he got to Gadara. The madmen there knew Jesus was coming, who told him. They tried to orchestrate a wind to kill Jesus before he got the demonic wind. Jesus said, be still, and the wind died down. Jesus was in charge. Oh, I hope i preaching that we are not just Christian to come to church. It's important to come to church. But we are Christian to change something. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Who will do that if we are not doing it? So you need to understand that those small Jordan, you need to, you need to get away from them. It, it's a distraction. Fear is a distraction. What are you afraid of? I mean, what are you afraid of? What is going to happen to you? Why, why do you? why do you allow this thing to keep you back? If you know you have an assignment and it's bigger. Don't eat the food of a pigs when you are a son. You can read that in your Bible. The prodigal son wants to eat the food of a pigs. Because he disconnected himself from his father. Therefore, although he was still a son, but he was now down because he was not connected to the father anymore until he came to his senses and went back to his father. And then he realized, pig food is not my food. Why are we eating from the same pot with the world? Why, why, Why are we fearing together with them? Why are we all over the show with them? Why are we making, my God, my God, my God, my God, Why are we making material things the standard of our lives? And and, and hear my heart. God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. God wants to favor you. But God doesn't want those things to become your God. Don't go to Econ. He wants him to remain God and will give you all these things. But you know, we have not mastered the Jordan and we want to be caught up in the spirit. In church, people are still struggling. God forbid. If you ask them, what are you struggling with? What they talk about, you don't understand. It doesn't make sense. Sometimes I sit and say, but what? Am I an alien? What are these people talking about? This one did this to me, that one? What? What? It, 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 It means nothing. I say, it means nothing. You only get what you open yourself to. Whatever you don't open yourself to, you don't get it. So you can not even not be safe if you don't open your heart. So people, the problem is not people hurting you. The problem is you uh, opening yourself to be hurt. Hallelujah. Come on. If I ask you to punch that wall, who is going to get hurt? You, but your intention was to break the wall because the wall you don't have enough strength to break it with your hands. So, because the wall has no feelings, you can't hurt it. So, when you are a son of God, anyone that wants to hurt you get hurt because you have passed the level of feelings, you are now in the realm of faith. So, you are not on feelings anymore, you are by faith. It's not, this one did this, that one did that, that. Where are we going with that? Oh, my heart. Even my heart. Then you want to function as a son. Come on. I'm trying to help us. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. I'm trying to help us. Because I'm preaching these messages, it will look like I'm a liar if it does not happen. God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. I say God forbid. I'm trusting God that you come to the place where you send your word. (laughs) Where you send the word, you don't even go there. You send the word and it comes to pass. You know, one day God showed me, and he allowed it to happen, and I said, Lord, oh, this is powerful. You see, I'm showing you. God started to put this message in my heart many years ago. I didn't know what he was doing. They, they told me that some, there was a house that a demon appears, and they came to call me. They said, I must go there and anoint I said, me, wasting my time and my petrol to go and anoint a place for the devil to go. I was sitting in my office. I said, go there. He's gone. And that lady was in the church for many years. Now she's not here anymore. I don't know where she has gone. (laughs) But when she went home, the demon that appeared physically, there was a man appearing physically in the house. There, I can tell you the about, the man didn't have heads. He would appear in the house like this. And then they would fend, they would scream. She told me we even called the fire brigade. (laughs) 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 <laughs> we didn't know what to do anymore they called everybody even if fire brigade was there I don't know if they must extinguish was, but the guy was in there then when people came he disappeared so they were so in trouble they came to me and said we don't know what to do I said please come I said me <laughs> me driving I'm going to chase devil driving to go and chase devil no that one is too low I said I'm sitting in my office in the name of Jesus he hears my voice I said, devil, I don't know if you have head, you don't have head, I've never seen you. Get out of that house. That was the last time the devil appeared there. It was the last time. I said it was the last time. And there were some that I didn't know. They told me that before they got born, they came to us, they went to a place, they gave them a knife. And they tied the knife and they put it in the ceiling for protection. They said, when you spoke here, when we went over them, the knife disappeared. The knife was not in the ceiling anymore. So the knife went back to the Sangoma. And God said, this is a glimpse of what I want if true sons of God to be. That they send the words and it's established. I'm I'm so tired of running after the devil when you can tell him something to him, you hear noise in your heart. Yeah. Somebody, somebody, come on. Come on. God wants you to grow up and to be a son. Amen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if they come don't try to fight them tell them it's your house I was trained by a guy he didn't know me I just was trained by his book thieves came to his house and don't do that if you are not there yet Please, I'm putting a disclaimer here. Yeah. Uh, don't jump and do things. Thieves came to his house, and uh, they knocked at the door. Thieves, they didn't break in, they knocked. Go so said to the lady, you're going to open this door. Amen. They opened the door. Thank you. Put it there for me. The thieves came in. And when they came in, the men were hosting American preachers. And when they came, they said, give us money. The Americans said, this is not our house. The guy said, who are you? He said, we are, we are strangers. The master of the house is in the other room. So the wife went and called him, money. He's been praying in town. He had this Bible like this. They are thieves. He said, tell them to wait, I'm coming, I haven't finished yet. <laughs> Guys. I gave a book to you, Find My Bones. Is it you that I gave a book, Fire in My Bones? I gave one book to you and one book to if I him. The one you had, Find My Bones. He came. He, after he finished, he came. He said, yeah. Yes, what do you want? They said, we came, we are thieves. He looked at them, he said, line up. They line up, there were seven of them, they line up. He said, "I'm going to kill you." They fled. He had his Bible. They fled. This man, the day he died. He said, "I'm going to heaven today." And around the table he left. When he bowed his head, he was gone. This is the son." I said, "This is the son." I'm, I want to take the church to a place where you, you don't uh, dead no where you yeah <laughs> where you know you set your house in order. The Lord has told me that I'm going home. So 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 key that is in this, Elijah, not only knew who he was in the Lord but he knew what he had he took his coat his garment took the garment and he hit the water he didn't talk there was no need for him to argue with the water what he had was it enough to to part the water so when he came he struck the water and the water parted and he didn't even explain to Elasha you know this water you need no let's go If I was Elijah, I would have asked him a few questions. I said, Elijah, how did you do that? Elijah didn't ask. He just watched. Sometimes we talk too much. He just watched. And then, when Elijah was taken, Elijah took the garment. And he knew that this is for Elijah. Elijah. But I want to use it. But I know somebody gave it to him. And God gave it to him. So that's why him, when he hit the water, he said, where is the God of Elijah? Because the garment belonged to God. So you come to a place where you know who you are, you know what you have, and you know who gave you what you have. Sons. I say, sons, I say, sons, God is going to raise up this generation I'm seeing. Oh, you're going to be fired up by the Holy Ghost. And, and, and the old talk will go. And now, God is not coming to take a confused church. He's coming to take a church that knows we, 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 I told you a few weeks ago that the Enoch generation, God wants to raise the Enoch generation. The inner generation is the one that's going to see the rapture. Let's say not walk with God and he was no more. Hallelujah. You are just watching temple to be built, Israel to do that, but yourself. You are one of the last signs for the rapture. <laughs> you are observing outside faith. But God said, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached. And then the end will come. And only the gospel of the kingdom can transform children into sons. So I'm preparing you for something bigger than what you think. So that you can walk in this world like Christ walked. And then pff, you are no more. Why? Because you walked with God. And you were no more. I'm praying that we may awaken to the fatherhood of God. That when we go home tonight, we will make decisions. Amen. That all these little thing that you used to bother me, I will refuse that may bother me. Amen. Hallelujah. I will refuse. I will refuse that this thing bother me. Now I will take ownership. Because, they, because it's, it's a lie from Satan to make you so emotional so that you will not be on faith. Yeah. Yeah. So emotional that you miss faith. Some of you even fight with children. Children that can't talk. You are angry. Babies. Your own children. You have something against them. Your own children. I'm not talking about other children. You, your own children. The one that you gave birth to. Today you have a problem with it, that baby. But at the hospital when she came, you were like. <laughs> now that this thing has gone. <laughs> now this thing can talk. <laughs> and, and and these things sometimes can bring problems. And now you are like, Oh Lord, I don't know, I don't know, No, stop it. Stop it. You, when 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 this thing is becoming a bit troublesome, leave it. Go to your room. Take your shoes off. Take everything. Take your watch, everything that it, and then you stand. Say, Father, you gave me this child. In the name of Jesus, I refuse that Satan take ownership. I I was the door (laughs) for which this child was introduced to this world. And Jesus says, I am the door. And, 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 And I am the owner of a ship and no man can take them out of my hands. And you start to pray. You pray in the spirit like never before. And when you meet the child, you say, my child... It's beyond you. Come on. We need to walk by the spirits. My friend did this to me. What if it was a devil trying to get you? You bought... Listen, people are sometimes bait that they that, that have a kingdom place in front of you. bite it and then there's a hook. And then they pull you like this because you are hooked to that thing. And you, you think it's my right. You're being pulled. And you leave your sonship right. And now you become a common Christian that does not see anything happening. You pray, nothing answers you. You are like, oh my God, I don't know what is happening. No, you are hooked. Today I'm praying that we may offload all these feelings that are not of God. That we may get rid of the things that God has not placed inside of you. Because there is a bigger assignment for you. I'm telling you, God wants to move through your life like never before. God wants to position you and do something marvelous in your eyes in this world. That you, being in the image and the likeness of him, and being a reproduction of him, uh, become now a... An, a, an object or become a person for which heaven is glorified. In the Old Testament, they glorify God because of Daniel. They glorified God because of Shedrach, uh, Mizak, and Abednego. They glorified God because of, of Elijah. These were servants. What about the sons? What about the sons? The Bible says, and when Jesus healed the sick, they glorify his father. What Elijah didn't do, Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Yes. Jesus did. Sons, we know what the Lord told me. He says, sons don't need to part water. Sons walk on water. Servant has to part. Sons don't need to. Yes, 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 yes. And you know what he told me again? That I want to submit to you. He told me, uh, I was saying, Father, you say, if we sit to the mountain, it shall be removed. No doubt, it shall be removed. He said, yes, that is for you guys, but not for me. He said, a son does not remove mountain. I said, how? He said, a son knows how to handle mountain, so there is no need to remove it. Only when you don't know how to handle it, you remove it. But if you know how to deal with it, you don't need to. He said, and he he took me in the Bible. He said, look, Abraham, where did he offer Isaac? On a mountain. He said, where where, where was I transfigured? On a mountain. He said, where did I pray most of the time? On the mountain. So he's not saying you don't move mountain. But he's saying let your focus not to be moving the mountain. Let your focus to be mastering the mountain. Amen. So 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 our focus is not to get rid of problems. Our problem is to master our, our aim is to master problems. Hallelujah. So problem become like a breathing floor for you. The more they were afflicted, the more they multiplied. <laughs> the more things will happen, the more you will multiply. Because your, your downfall and your depression is that your mountain is not moving. What if you climb it? You are at the foot of a mountain praying for it to move. Just climb it one day. And you will see that when you get there, you can dance on the top of a mountain and celebrate God. Because on the top of the mountain, you shall meet him. This is my encouragement for you tonight, it? I said, tonight I just came to teach you something. Hallelujah. Amen. Say, I am blessed. <laughs> say, I'm blessed. Amen. You know now, when you go tomorrow, you have a different face. The, f- the same thing that annoys you, you laugh at it. You know, uh, I, know what's it. <laughs> I know what you are doing. I will not be taken out of my position. By a man by a woman, by Satan, by nothing. I've made up my mind. I say, I've made up my mind. Even I've made up my mind. My dear wife, I love her so much. She will never take me to hell. You know what? She can behave the way she behaves. I remain myself. I decided not to respond to the way she behaves. To respond to the way God wants me to behave. So, I'm not. I'm not. I'm I'm saying, if you make up your mind like that, even your wife or your husband will not be able to take you out of that. But once, once you think your 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 happiness is based on this beautiful woman, you have a big trouble. Because this woman cannot make me happy. It's impossible. Why? Because she's also looking for God, and she's walking a walk. How can I make a weak vessel like that my happiness? I need to make the Lord my happiness he's strong ah, hallelujah and she cannot make me her happiness it will destroy her look i woke up in the morning i don't want to talk and now she's sitting there my happiness is not talking <laughs> oh my happiness why are you not talking <laughs> how can you make a happiness that don't talk sometimes Make the Lord your happiness. Make the Lord your joy. Make the Lord your joy. Don't make your finance your joy. Hallelujah. Because this thing we call finance can come and go. It can come and go. God forbid it shouldn't go, but it can go. It can go. When it goes, who do you become? Make the Lord your joy. I say make the Lord your joy. Amen. You are a son. Now, someone will say, why don't you talk about daughters? <laughs> the Bible says the spirit of sonship, not the spirit of daughtership. So the spirit of sonship can have, it's the Holy Spirit we call the spirit of sonship. So when I talk about sons, I'm not aiming males. Get out of your mind. I'm aiming the God like, the God kinds. So, women or men, we are influenced by the Holy Ghost. And that's what is called the spirit of sonship, the spirit of adoption, all this is the Holy Spirit. So I'm talking about people walking in that realm of the Holy Ghost. Can we give a big end to (laughs) our Lord? Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. This morning we rejoice tonight we are still rejoicing. Because if I make you shout, and I don't tell you how to sustain that shout, tomorrow you will be flat again. No, we shouted. And tonight I'm telling you, this is how you stand. It's how you maintain your confession. You disconnect yourself from things that can bring you down. And then you shout all your life. Everyone, if we shout this morning, in the evening, there's a noise in your yard. Then all this shout that you did today it's gone. Or tomorrow you get to the office and your boss say, come here. <laughs> then when you sit the whole day. Then when you go home, Lord, I don't know what is happening to me. That job, please. Help me. I want another job. Because this one is killing me. but we are shouting Sunday morning. <laughs> and when you go and the boss speaks and you look at the boss, you say, boss, thank you. I take notes. I take notes. It will be fine. Don't worry. You leave there, you say, Lord, behind me, Satan. <laughs> you know why you say behind me? Not that you didn't take notes, but the way he said it. Although what he says, you can take it back. What is around, you feel you don't take it, because I can tell you something. Disconnect the word from that spirit. I can tell you to work, but I can break you down in telling you this. So that part of breaking you down, beyond me, Satan. I know who I am. I am blessed by the Lord. I'm a child of God. I do. I refuse that a human being trample upon me. Yes, what you are saying is true. Maybe I need to improve in my work, and I'll do it as a child of God. But I refuse to be treated like a garbage. I'm too precious for that. And then you make up your mind that you will not go down with the boss. He must go into his garbage. You stay up. Can we give a big end to our Lord? <laughs>